0: Today in our time of devotion, we're going to focus on a text from Isaiah chapter 2. And in it, uh, it, it reflects upon a theology, uh, on, a, on an image. And it's actually an image that is used throughout the scriptures, from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And so maybe it's a wonder why we don't spend more time uh, on it just a bit. And it's, on, it's the images, the mountain of God. Again, we see it from Genesis to Revelation, from the picture and the image that we see in, in even uh, the Garden of Eden... The image of from the mountains that flow these rivers of God's blessings into all of his creation. The picture of God and from his very presence flows all of his grace. It's seen maybe in in thinking through uh, the person of Moses, right? Who on Mount Sinai received God's law. Maybe it's seen also in other places like the prophet Elijah. Who on Mount Horeb he called down rain from God in the midst of drought to show all of that blessing from God and to dispel the false prophets of Baal, but also Mount Sinai where Elijah received from God's very presence in his midst. He he received food and nourishment and a restoration and strength. But it's also seen in the temple, the presence of God there. God's people would make their way up to the mountain, to the temple where God was present in the midst of his people we can be reminded of Jesus who on a mountain dispelled the uh, the temptations of satan and also who on the mount of transfiguration stood with Moses and Elijah so again from genesis all the way to revelation we have this picture and it is an understanding that as yesterday we talked or heard a little bit about how we have this king who reigns forever and ever and with that right comes what justice and peace and in the midst of that reign that that the mountain of God is the place from which God reigns, his very presence in the midst of his people for their good and their well-being. And so in that context, in that understanding, uh, I'll read from Isaiah chapter 2. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it. Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. In the midst of this text, we see a number of things. First, we see a picture that is shown uh, to the people whom Isaiah is proclaiming. A promise that in the midst of all the turmoil they are experiencing in this world, or will experience uh, because of rejection and rebellion against God, that there is a promise that God will establish his holy mountain. As we heard a little bit yesterday, we hear that Right From the the reign of God comes these natural things, justice and peace. And that's what we hear at the end of this text, that God will will undo uh, and make unnecessary weapons of of this world. And from that, those wartime tools will be turned into the tools that come in peacetime for the harvesting of the earth. And so this is what God does because he provides undisturbed peace, harmony in the world, growth of the earth. And in that, God kind of refashions all of humanity. God is the God who refashions human existence, human energy, human activity, and even human tools is the picture that we get here. Because those things of conflict are no longer necessary when God is the one who reigns with his justice and peace. And in this time of getting ready for Christmas, maybe it be, seems a bit less peaceful than you might think in anticipating the birth of Christ. And it's not just in the hustle and bustle of life and how it seems that calendars are crunched more and more with full activities and everything else. But we can look around the world and we can see that we live in a world that is filled with all sorts of conflict. But we don't have to look into the world far away Right? We hear in the midst of our own streets, right, the calls of that there is no justice and no peace. But we don't even have to look very far in the sense of going to the streets in our neighborhoods and our communities and the surrounding area. But we can go into the midst of the conflict that may exist even in the midst of our own circles, our own families, and our own friends. But we can e- look even closer than that. Because God's word establishes what we know already about ourselves when we are honest. That there is conflict even in the midst of our own selves, our own well-being. And the root of all this, God's word shows us, is because we are a people who are at conflict and rebellion against the living God. And God's word reminds us that he and he alone is the one who can bring that sort of peace that we need and desire. So what are we to do as a people who are broken by our own sin and broken in the midst of a world broken with conflict? Again, in this piece, we see that there is an invitation and a call. At the end, it says, O house of Jacob, come let us walk in the light of the Lord. See, it's not just about a promise of what is to come in the future, that God will one day establish these things. We are not left without anything for the here and now. God's presence is made known. God's grace is experienced. His reign of mercy and peace can be known. See, it got me thinking just a little bit. What if in the here and now we had a place that could remind us of the mountain of God, the house of Jacob? where people could be gathered to God and to his presence, to hear his word, to be taught his ways, to walk in his paths, and from which then people could be sent like a river of grace with God's word to a broken world. I don't know, something like this. Now I know we joke from time to time that it looks a bit like Space Mountain, but maybe as we reflect upon the word of God and a theology that we see, that we might reclaim it and just call it Grace Mountain. It's not grace because of anything that it and of itself stands for, as if this is God's holy mountain that he has established and all the world's going to come flocking to us. That'd be great. But it's that this is a place where God makes known to us in this community, to we in this community, that he has established his reign of grace and peace in his son Jesus Christ. See, it reminds us of another mountain, Mount Calvary, Upon which we reflect on the fact that the Emmanuel, God with us, came into our midst to be the Prince of Peace. And to establish that peace with crimson rivers that would flow for the salvation of the world. And here's the great thing, as we are called and we are gathered to hear God's word, to be strengthened that word, we are sent To be a people of light into this world. To be a people who have that same message of hope and peace that God has established through his son Jesus Christ. In order that, in the midst of a broken world, the reign of God and his grace can be made known to a world that is in desperate need of it through each and every one of us. So let that be our prayer this, this season. This season of Advent that we would be a people who would gather in the midst of God's word, to be reminded of his grace. And in the midst of gathering in that way that we would be sent into this world, knowing that we have the full and certain promise that God has already accomplished these things in his son, Jesus Christ. And we have the promised hope that he has established the mountain of God, his very presence and grace for his people. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to invite you to open your hymnals to our next hymn, The Advent of Our God. We'll follow uh, the directions on the screen as to singing certain stanzas with certain groups.